Red Brick Recap, People Papers Podcasts. Hello and welcome to Red Brick Recap, the University of Birmingham's student newspaper podcast. Uh, today is our first official episode and with our first section out of 12. Um, today we are graced with the wonderful food. So we've got uh, Gabrielle Taylor Dawson and we've got Harriet Laban with us, guys. Do you want to say hello? Hello. Hi. And today uh, you've got your depots hosting. So it's me, Lydia, and Emily. Emily, do you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to start the first like official format of interviewing our sections and our section eds. Um, and we were starting off with the wonderful food. So if Gabs and Harriet, would you like to individually introduce yourselves and how you got into Red Brick and how you got to your positions now? Just a little bit of background background news. So Gabs, do you want to go first? So I started writing in first year when Cat Smith, ex Deped, was comment editor. Mm-hmm. Um, and comment was the first section I wrote for and she was really nice and encouraging. I really liked, that was pretty much the only section I first started writing for. And then um, kind of as I went through university, kind of from first year to second year, I just kind of spread out, started writing for more sections, found food when Woo-woo. you two were editors. <laughs> And yeah, I just really enjoyed writing for the section, liked the ops that you were putting out and just thought that it would be a good section to try and edit for. She was right, wasn't she? <laughs> she was, she was correct indeed. Harriet, how did you get to your glorious position? Um, well, first year I wasn't part of Red Brick, but I remember just reading like your two words, like Nids and Gabby, and just thinking that I also wanted to have a go really. And um, then, I think second year, I mostly wrote for food and you wrote a lot for food. You did write, we, you were yeah. a little food angel. You write a lot still now, <laughs> yeah. you're always writing for everyone. For uh, context, oh, Gabby yeah. is um, online editor and Harriet is print editor. Okay, um, basically it's just a nice opportunity to write something, but mm. it not being assessed or anything like that. So, and not having to go through like the rigorous formalities of writing an essay, but still being able to put your thoughts on paper, it's really nice. Yeah. And then food ed is just a great opportunity to allow everyone else to do the same. Mm. So, yeah. That's so lovely. Have you got any free food yet? Our ops have actually been quite weak this year, I won't <gasps> oh. lie. The ones that we've been emailed, um, they've been quite far out in Birmingham, haven't they? Um, but that kombucha thing has been picked up by Ellie Jeffrey. Oh. Um, a food and drink lovely writer. So hopefully that will bring us a good review and then people will start kind of wanting to go out and review places more yeah because Birmingham has like a wonderful food scene particularly independent um, food scenes have you guys got any particular favourite restaurants any particularly any independent ones or like eateries um, in Brum. There's a cafe in Sturchley called Can Eat Cafe um, they're really cool uh, it's like a husband and wife that run it and she does all the cooking and he kind of does front of house oh, nice. um yeah they're really cool it's like kind of set out like a school cafeteria but mm. the food give them i would recommend a look on instagram because it just does not look like the kind of food that would come out of a high street cafe <laughs> it's really cool cool uh i think york's is one of my personal I love favorites york's. yeah because it's quite good value nice range yeah. well they do a veggie shawarma or chicken <gasps> yes, shawarma I, yeah. I thought that was really lovely which is your favorite one the one on pinfold street or the one outside I, I don't know where that is. You know the one literally you come <laughs> by out the um, station. Yeah, that yeah. one. I like yeah. the one. I like the little basement downstairs. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and a window seat. Yeah. Can it be a chain? Yeah. You can um, that have you been to Mowgli? Yes. Mowgli. I haven't been there yet. Mowgli is that the one with the so swings? Nice. Yeah, in, um, in New Street on the top floor with all the swings. It's like Indian street food, mm. but they have a really good vegan menu. Mm. Um, that's really nice. Would recommend. That's really cute in there. Um, hmm. I just love the concept of Digbeth Dining Club, which is amazing. <laughs> For anyone who's not been, it's just like the kind of... Oh, they're all kind of like disused... Are they railway like arches or warehouses and Mm. stuff and then i think it's from thursday till sunday every week they just get like lots of different street food caterers come in and there's like in-house djs and just like artists and like local kind of craftsmen come and like sell the stuff and um i don't know who my favorite food person in there is but they just do like buddha buddha belly have you heard them before they're really good um the burger van's good i can't remember the name of it original patina is that one might be it's really nice but there's so many amazing good things and the greek slovaki street food with like mm-hmm. the feta chips oh, so good but yeah really really yum you've got some questions lined up haven't you em yeah i have um i was gonna ask if you could tell our listeners kind of what you do like on a daily basis or a weekly basis what your responsibilities cover as editors and then also what your favorite thing is i guess it it starts with writing the op so coming up with ideas for the articles and writing them up and posting them to all the writers to be able to choose obviously a lot of answering emails people send us stuff uh as print editor i have to put all the pages together every fortnight um so that involves editing the articles that people send in and then cutting them down to like a suitable length for indesign which is the program that we use um I guess it's just a lot of jiggling around that mm-hmm. I have to do more than anything and grammar checking. Yeah, there's a lot of attention to detail, um, but it's good fun. You're like, um, yeah. you're good at thinking up the bylines and the titles and stuff. I'd oh. say that's, that's yeah. one I bit. think it's so much fun. We like the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a nice like place to be creative. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like Lydia said, I'm the online editor with Beth who's on a year abroad as well um Beth Sadler's our other food and drink editor um and me and her kind of split duties uh so when the print comes out we have to get the print articles online kind of quickly just so they're out with the paper and exactly as they are in print um but then we just kind of upload them onto the online i could go into like how we use the internal no. proofing sheet <laughs> and the checklist but i feel like i'd bore everyone to tears um so yeah that's what we do and we also get to think of the bylines and the headings which is also my favorite part although i do get quite hurt sometimes when holly and lucy change them that does oh. hurt my feelings oh, i know no. sometimes i don't think they're oh. as witty as they want oh. and it hurts me very much well holly and we lucy move. if you're listening to this <laughs> stop changing now my bylines no literally they did it, they did it once and i've <laughs> Carried it with me for like two terms. Do you have a favourite food article that you've published? Um, I think one of my favourites must have been the page of the week we won, which was our Halloween feature. <gasps> yeah, that yeah. was fun. Was that yeah. dinners that discussed and suppers that scared? It was. So everyone wrote about 200 words about their worst foods or the worst meals that they've ever eaten. And we got some really funny little articles in and it gave lots of new writers a good opportunity to like have a go yeah and it gave us as like fairly new editors a nice like chance to be creative play around with new skills on um in design and just make the page look pretty yeah harriet drew her own handmade 
uh, spider, which was yeah. very, very impressive. And that you, was my It was honestly so amusing to mm-hmm. edit that page. It was so funny. It was all the titles. All the titles. What was, oh, what was my favourite one? Orzo or no. Orzo or no. Gabs, what's your favourite article? Um, I would say that maybe the one that we're going to put in the page this week, which Ooh. is like our first interview we've had this mm-hmm. Uh, kind of this year as being editors we've kind of contacted and interviewed a Birmingham based food blogger um, mm-hmm. and we kind of yeah that was quite fun to do just because I felt quite a sense of achievement in like kind of contacting her and you know trying to be persuasive but not seem really beggy in the email <laughs> and then kind of send her the questions and stuff yeah it, it was good to do she was really nice um, yeah it was good networking food and drink yeah mm-hmm. that's really, really fun do you have i remember having some really fun ones when we used to edit food and drink mm-hmm. i really enjoyed um harry i i think we nominated harriet's piece for one of the national awards for yeah we did comfort food. which one? Oh, it right. was like um oh the, that was that's my favorite article i love oh, that, that article it's the loveliest article it was all about it was it was can comfort food so comfortably, comfortably on your, your conscience, conscience, just for alliteration. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was really, really lovely. And it was all about, like, well-being behind, like, comfort food and how people kind of demonise it and stuff. But mm. actually, you should just... Intuitive eating, intuitive... Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out for this, keep, uh, this yeah. issue. Yeah. yeah. Exciting. Spoilers. Um, I liked... Do you remember Jamie? Yes. Jim Chung, who used to write for us. He's currently on his year abroad in oh. Marseille. All the foodies have gone on the year abroad. I know. Obviously, it's the place to be. Um... But he wrote quite a few ones about veganism and kind of dispelling like myths about, about veganism. About protein, I remember. Yeah, that. Um, and they were really good. And he also wrote one that was really lovely about um, like food and culture um, mm. and how like his family ate a lot of kind of traditional Chinese food, mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of had to kind of pull away from their traditional foods as he's become vegan and kind of dealing with that. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting because we don't often get. Um, yeah. things from that kind of perspective I was just going to say you've just reminded me I have another article which isn't one I've written that is a fave <laughs> of mine <laughs> trying to make myself sound not vain um, a writer we have this year Shiv he wrote that really nice article on like uh, kind of oh, different like warming drinks from all around the <gasps> world and he one. included kind of like one like from his home life and yeah. stuff and that was a really nice article actually nice. because he's from a science like a stem subject yeah. and when he came to our first few meetings um remember how he was like quite unsure about yeah writing and if yeah. he could do it and if he would be good enough and then he turned that out, out that article and it was just like beautifully written really informative oh. and kind of still had his personal voice in yeah that was a really nice article we love a stem student in rubric they're oh, so really rare do. literally everyone in this room does english literature <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah it's just so nice when we have people come but I, rem- I remember that piece it went in print didn't it mm-hmm. yeah it was lovely and it was around christmas time it was all lovely also if you can hear a cappella in the background that's just because we we're in the basement yeah. with all the other student groups bit of accompaniment <laughs> Uh, what else is lines up for the foodie woodies? I was just going to ask you guys what kind of conversations you think are happening, either in your section or food journalism in general at the moment. Anything that you've kind of seen that you've brought in a bit more this year? Um, I think, to be fair, uh, I'm not not painting it as a negative, but I think one thing, obviously, veganism is so prevalent mm-hmm. in food conversations and has been for a while. And I think one thing we've actually found quite hard is trying to find other conversations mm. away from that conversation yeah. because we have a lot 
naturally of vegan writers, um, vegetarians and stuff. And often uh, we find that our content struggles to veer away from that theme. And mm. especially because we've They're the discussed... most popular articles that people write and if people want to write something about it, like they're obviously going to choose that over a slightly new subject that they're unsure mm. about. When we try and do our kind of food for thought articles, like which are obviously geared around what's kind of in the news at the minute, often with food news, nothing big really pops up. There'll be like one big thing and then there's like a real lull in the food news world, unless it's like, you know, some chef column in The Guardian. Yeah. Um, so it can be quite tricky to try and think of something new and innovative. But... I would say we do put out some good ops, but it's yeah. like you said, it's just trying to get people to steer away from kind of maybe their own food beliefs yeah, and embrace that's true. maybe just explore something different. Yeah, and, like people obviously want to write about what they know, but it can be a really like rewarding challenge to write about something that mm. is a little bit different. Mm. Yeah, I remember both of you in your interviews because Emily and I had to interview um, Harriet and Gabs. Um, you both said that you wanted to like not like. You had to steer away from like the typical kind of vegetarian vegan stuff that we get coming through mm. a lot. I do feel like a lot of people when they come to uni they turn vegetarian, turn vegetarian and vegan. And vegan. Cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper. <laughs> I think as well if you come from quite a meaty family, it's quite <laughs> <laughs> or a family who enjoys eating meat. Yeah. Um, it can be quite difficult. Like if you're all eating together, at yeah, home, um, it's quite difficult for you to then veer away from that. Like even my, even my sister, she's. 15 and she's saying oh I'll go veggie when I get to you yeah yeah because you have that independence don't you yeah, yeah. I guess it's also recognizing that like eating meat does have a place in our culture oh, yeah for sure, like, for sure. be able to talk about it without feeling guilty guilty yeah. yeah especially like in light of everything that's going on yeah I think more of that's coming out though like about you keep sending me articles about like nut milks and stuff and how actually some of it's really damaging oh, for like yeah, water consumption yeah really bad, really bad for like water pea consumption milk is supposed to be the best for you pea milk yeah. i thought oat milk was quite good as well oh, yeah good. They, i think they change their minds every, every week yeah i think at the end of the day often especially with things like food and agriculture it seems that the blame is always layered at the feet of the consumer yeah and it's always our fault for consuming <laughs> yeah. almond milk and never the, the, the juices yeah. yeah i know that's that so true change sure. um which yeah i think is then really hard for both like food and drink lovers because mm. you just don't you want to you know go out and enjoy your food but you kind of feel always a bit guilty mm-hmm. for it yeah. i agree <laughs> God, truth bombs on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> truth bombs <laughs> oh dear but you're right like it'll be like the steak bait will come out and that'll be the big food news for a mm, bit. And then it nice. just like dries yeah. up for a bit. January has really oh. given us quite a lot to talk about. I did enjoy um, Holly Pitaway's reviews of the, saying about the steak bait, the steak bait and the meatless Subway one. Right. I think the line, yeah, yeah. was it the line that was like vegan cheese is an acquired taste and yeah. I have not acquired <laughs> it. it and yes, couldn't relate more. <laughs> oh I don't like vegan it's cheese. So, so gross. Didn't they name it Gary or something? Yeah. Like, pe- so that, that, actual cheese lovers were like, you can't call it cheese, yeah. it's not cheese. So I, they called it Gary. Yeah. I don't know. I do think... Leave them to it. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> there's, there's a debate within veganism in, you know, lots of vegans are very against kind of recreating and emulating animal product foods mm. because they say, I'm a vegan, I don't even want to eat something that is remotely in like association yeah. with an animal product. Mm. So... I remember, yeah. yeah. I think I did an article on like mock meat. Mock meat. It's just... It's, What's the beef about? I think it's... Yeah, that was the, that was the headline. I think... 
it's easier transition when it it's familiar like it's like mm-hmm. the canny and uncanny thing mm-hmm. like if it, you're gonna have sausages and there's an easy like instant alternative that's vegetarian mm-hmm. and vegan you'll go for it but like or by principle if you're uncomfortable with eating animal flesh mm-hmm. why would you why are you emulating steak? it like yeah. just in and also like with vegan cheese and stuff like in mm-hmm. vegan dairy products celebrate what's inherently vegan like Legumes. 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 And just like, yeah, enjoy what's actually naturally vegan. <laughs> Emily looks unapproving of legumes. It's nearly as bad as canapes. Canapes <laughs> and legumes. Wow. Oh. Teaching all this vocabulary on Red Bull recap. recap. Well, this we've is got, why we've you got tune to in. inform the people. Um, but yes, I agree. Have you got anyone else got anything? I was just going to say on the subject you mentioned like sausages yeah. I don't think Linda McCartney is as lit as everyone makes no. her <laughs> controversial <laughs> no, opinion like uh, do you like yeah, Linda? I, mm, I don't think she's all that but have you tried those cauliflower what's mm, cold no. God, the what? cauliflower sausages oh, it's <laughs> no. no they're like a make anyway if I find if I had the cauldron? name I think they're cauldron is cauliflower that, oh, sausages what, like Mm. Yeah, they do cauldron oh, do fluffles, I think. Oh, they yeah. do flosses as well. Yeah. Flosses. <laughs> flosses. Flosses are also got enunciation on Look the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if anyone wants a good alternative to Linda, I would try the cauliflower cauldron ones. Cauldron ones. Yeah. Yeah. Shroom dogs are good. Shroom yeah. dogs are nice. I had and some I... nice ones the other day at a cafe called Urban. <gasps> and they were like I love Urban. Mashed potato vegetable ones. Yes. Like, like a bean like a croquette burger kind thing. of vibe yeah but a sausage and they were really lovely oh. I really like Urban yeah. Urban's really good for like dietary oh, is it? Just is, is it Church Row it's yeah, like yeah. near the in Joy Quarter yeah mm. where the cathedral is and then you yeah. go straight down one of the roads and it's like slightly offbeat and it's just a bit quiet mm. and really really they're lovely yeah. in there it was really nice Maybe. it was really good value as well yeah well yeah. shout out to Urban press release sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no I think sausages are weird ones I don't get like the cauliflower steaks oh why is that or cauliflower it's not wings really into that shout out to my boy but <laughs> <laughs> he is really into that for context Gabby has an entire um, uh, Instagram account that is dedicated to her making Otolenghi's recipes if anyone yeah. wants to follow it it's follow cooking it? with GTD oh, yeah what's it called cooking with GTD oh uh, God, for kidding. reference Gabrielle Taylor Dasson is my name and GTD are my initials well we'll remember that when you're famous oh dear we need to get Otolenghi down here in oh, the I office. love him maybe actually why don't I review his cookbook I'm his, my, would I be biased I'm his number one fan <laughs> but are you no probably not <laughs> no I think you know, yeah review his oh. cookbook I hope he listens to I that. think we only no. do you know who Loyal Karna is? God going yeah. off yeah. He has a him and Lo- uh Otolengi are BFFs. Why? Yes. <laughs> because Loyal Karna wrote a song about reading Otolengi's cookbook <laughs> Jerusalem and Otolengi was like, Oh, I'm in this boy's song and then they formed a friendship. And that's it's really, really cute. Awesome. They did a GQ video together. It's on YouTube. Oh, it's really wholesome. That's really, really nice. Another foodie friendship. Have you listened to Otolengi on Table Manners? No. You need brilliant. to listen to it. Is Table it Manners is a brilliant podcast. Have you listened to mm. any of it? Yeah. yeah. Emily and I are going to go and see it live. We are. Really yes. At the end of March, they're yeah. in If anyone's not um, seen listen to Table Manners, it's Jessie Ware, the musician, and her mum, Lenny, who's hilarious mm. and wears so much leopard print. It's brilliant um and they host like dinner parties for different celebrities really in the house people. they had they've had like rick astley like loads of people mm-hmm. rick astley's one's really wholesome it is really yeah cute. and they just go through their menu and it's lovely and they did one with otolenghi and he's mm. so lovely when he talks about his sons it's so lovely 
speaking of table manners, they always ask their guests what their desert island meal is. So that's our next question for you two. If you were left so on a desert the island, are, quite easy. The rules are starter, main, food, and drink. Starter would be Pizza Express Dovals and garlic butter so i don't think you can go far wrong with that that's true yeah i think that my starter would be probably something fishy like i don't know calamari oh that would be like salt and pepper or like chili and Mm, with an aioli garlic garlic aioli yeah Mm. Mm. a bit crispy calamari we're not going to rubber town it's going to be (laughs) it's going to be crispy Like Gabby's trainers. <laughs> <laughs> right, what's the uh, next one? Our main course is again pretty simple. It's just pesto pasta. Oh, Harry, you uh, love simplicity. I, know, I really do. I think it's just such a joy. Well, we're not. So, I like rice, mushrooms, tomatoes, oh. um, prawns. Oh, and what's the other thing I've? I put something else in the other day, and it just tasted really good. Mm. And just like chili, garlic. What colour pesto? Red, green, green, or yeah. smoked aubergine? Oh, was it purple? It's a kind of grey. Mm. Yeah. No, I like the green. Oh, green one. Yeah. And what, what pasta? Bows? Fusilli? Uh, what, fusilli, definitely. Conchilli. Yeah, it holds more sauce. That's Con- my favourite. Is that the bows? It, um, no, it's the shells. shells. Oh. Is that how you say it? Yeah. What, yeah. They all get Conchigli. Conchigli. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry like to any Italians <laughs> listening right now. I, d- I don't mind those, but like they get stuck together and then they make yeah. suction but noises. Fusilli holds more sauce. No, no, no. I was going to say that the whole point of pasta is to be the sauce carrier. And what could be a better sauce carrier than tiny little shells? Millions of little bowls holding yeah, the sauce. <laughs> Emily knows they're her fave as well. Uh, so it's my main. I would probably choose pastas. I'd probably go for. I would, yeah, pasta definitely. Um, I'm probably a fish pasta again. Or when I went to pasta Rome, fish. well travelled. Um, when I went to Rome with my mum, um, I had gnocchi. Yeah, gnocchi I love for gnocchi. the first yeah. time ever, and it was oh. made in was like it baked a, or was it just like boiled like pasta i think it was boys fresh oh, made that day oh, and amazing. it was like in a sauce that had like goat's cheese oh, and multiple cheeses mm, and it was so rich i've so never had rich. anything that rich in my life but i would again did you have it as a preemie you know when they do a little bit of pasta first and then a main yes oh my god they have so sorry italians food. again sorry if, for yeah. you all. but you have so many courses i could <laughs> not believe it like i never got through a whole like i know preemie after meaty like (laughs) i could not do it there were too many and it was all so rich but it was very nice it was very good yes so that would be mine what's your side oh gosh more carbs (laughs) no i i was thinking about like green salad or something yeah garlic bread No, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> What's going in the green salad? Rockets? Uh, no. Oh. My sister hates rockets. Oh, rockets disgusting. So. I had it with pasta yeah. today. I love rockets. You don't I, like rockets? Like it tastes like soap. Have you? Has she ever said that soap. in front of you before? No. I was going to say, I feel like Lydia would have... I love rockets. It goes soap. on everything. Throw it on a pizza. Throw Is that on, on your, one of your, like... 13 commandments yes, or something. Yes, my 13 yeah. commandments. Rocket. A seminal food and drink piece for red brick. <laughs> I'm trying to think, I had a really lovely salad somewhere in northern Spain once and it had like, I don't know, really tender lettuce. This sounds really pretentious, doesn't it? Tender lettuce. Do you want it to be tender or do you want it to be crunchy? I don't, so I don't tender like another word for soggy. Oh, yeah, that's a wet, You want a wet, limp lettuce. lettuce. A marinated lettuce. Just like my soft lettuce, not like spicy just mellow and Gabby what would you have for your so side so Harriet's having can I say it's pasta 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 with a lettuce on the side 
Mm. <laughs> we love a good palette and Very food green. green. <laughs> I think my side would be hmm, probably sticking with the Italian theme, like I don't know, oh olives, and oh. you know you mm. can just they like bread. Tiger roll, tiger loaf oh, in olive oil. Thing. I don't care. It's, it's my dream meal. <laughs> I don't care. Tiger loaf is the best loaf. <laughs> With olive oil and balsamic vinegar mm. would be my side. Oh, that's a good shout. That's you can copy me if you want. I'll let you. Fruit. I'll let you yeah. have. And some olives. Mine. What olives are we saying? Green, black. Green, big Morrison's. Green, big um, Morrison's. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say because I was just imagining <laughs> vividly in my fridge back home over Christmas. Our local is Morrison's, <laughs> and they do these extra large green stoneless oh, olives. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. And how about uh, desserty? Oh, I'm going to go comfort food again. Mum's sticky toffee pudding. Oh, custard yeah. cream or yeah, ice cream. Custard, custard absolutely. You can't mm. be a sticky toffee. Yeah. I love a sticky toffee. Yeah. Anything homemade. Oh, mm. Harry, it's yours is a really <laughs> <laughs> sweet <laughs> menu. It's emotional support. <laughs> <laughs> comfort food can sit comfortably on your conscience. <laughs> we finally answered the age-old <laughs> question. Perhaps. Tiramisu. Size of your toe. How many toes worth of How tiramisu? How many toes worth of tiramisu? Probably a foot size, to be honest. I'm not going to have Pretty a toes solid. worth of tiramisu. Do you have raspberries in yours or with yours? No. No. You just... fiend. I don't do it. So I know some people have raspberries with their tiramisu. Why? I bet the Italians don't. I don't know. Not the Italians. Not that I would know. I feel like my mum would. A bit really? of fruit, yeah, with, a bit of fruit with it. Yeah. I think it's quite like British thing to do. Mm. Like, Trifle? Just... Yeah. yeah. I'd hate trifles. Oh, Sorry. I love it. It's like yeah. blancmange with a bit of like... Blancmange. No, I can't do it. Mm. It's just what? too many Drinks, yeah. I would have an Aperol spritz. God, I'm so, so, I'm so Italian. So Italians you, adopt me. You, um, <laughs> or I'd have an apple tanga. <laughs> yes, so Italian. Depending on if it was a Friday or not, oh, okay. it would be Aperol spritz that Friday. Apple tanga. <laughs> I'd probably just have like whatever the cheapest white wine was to be honest Harriet yeah. you're about I'm terrible Harry, you have I'm not I'm I'm you can have whatever, whatever you like, want it just tastes good doesn't it the cheapest no, the cheapest no, no, so if you went to Joe's and Lord. you had Jack Rabbit Chardonnay you'd be like mm, I'm just thinking what I like nice mm. you would not like that let me tell you you would not <laughs> so, also sorry Joe's for defacing your wine and you as well <laughs> on the podcast oh. No, I don't. Know. Or I just have like a lemon. Like I've got simple taste. Okay. That's, fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just glad you don't have a wine column. <laughs> <laughs> it would be trash. It would be all. It would be trash. The drink side of food it. and drink. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Oh, no. Sorry, don't forgive you. Harry, <laughs> yours is funny. Girls, thank you for that lovely answer. Could you give our listeners a taste? Food pun of um, what they can expect in our next issue or anything going online, anything you're excited about in the world of food and drink. Um, so in the next edition, we, we've got some lengthy articles, to be fair. We've chosen some longer ones. We usually cut it up with like a shorter recipe, but we've got some really good lengthy ones in. We've chosen a review of the Bombay Sapphire Distillery mm. that one of our lovely writers, Izzy Frost, went to Yay. over Christmas. She wrote a really nice article, to be fair. I really want to go now. I've looked mm. at it for my nan's birthday. Where she described it? it that well. In, somewhere in Hampshire. Oh, no. Nice. And we know it's a bit of a trek from Birmingham, yeah. but I think it's the kind of thing that gin is so it's such a thing. trendy yeah. now that it's just kind of one of those things that we still thought would be relevant regardless of the distance. Um, and also another of our writers, Ellie Housen, she's written a article, to be fair, 
kind of going off the anime like we are talking about earlier, but with a slightly different take of just about how with the release of all of these veganuary-only food items, do big companies really care about the lifestyle or are they just treating it as a cash cow? So mm. that's a good article mm. too. Is there anything, her that you can see food like doing? What, what are we planning in the future? What's going on next week? Well, there's pancake days coming. Oh. oh. Yes. Yeah. So I think pancake recipes potentially. Yes. Yeah. We wanted to do, we're thinking, we're looking forward, it's like coming to spring now, aren't we? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the Easter's coming. Yes, that's Easter true. Eggs. What's yeah, that classic thing. Simnel cake, maybe? Coming oh. through. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty. It's dodgy. <laughs> Easter's a strange time for food. Yeah. I don't know, it's just quite Oh, odd, maybe odd I'll traditions. do an expo. Maybe we'll do an expose on, like, did you know the that... The Simnel cake. No, because... <laughs> but you sit, like, Cadbury's chocolate eggs are dipped in, entirely in butter. Oh, are they? Yes, they're oh, like the big one. Yes, they're like coated in a layer of butter. Is that what butter. gives them the shine? Yes, something oh, like that. My it's really gross, word. apparently. So maybe we'll, you know, delve into the truth of oh, Cadbury's to chocolate. Cadbury's world. Bang down yeah. the doors Go and ask them yourselves. Well, Cadbury World could be something we could do for yeah. Easter time. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure someone from Cadbury's World will talk we'll to talk you. They, to they us. send you press releases. Scrutinise them. Oh my god, let's go interview Cadbury the butter World. Butter Ooh, oh yeah. I think we'll confront them with a lump of butter and yes. say, "Does this look familiar? Yeah. I think mm. it should do. <laughs> it's on every egg in this building." Oh my god. I, I think that's a perfect. I've just thought of a headline. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe it's butter. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, that was so bad. I should write that down quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a perfect teaser to leave all red brick consumers on of what's going to happen to the buttered Cadbury egg. Will food and drink expose them? Um, thank you, girls, for coming down to Red Brick Recap and chatting with us today. Um, we're excited for what you've got lined up in 1514. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all the best with food and drink for the rest of the year. Thank you. And we will. Be back next week with travel. Travel, hopefully. Oh, they'll be good on it. Yeah, yeah. Good. travel's nice. good fun. Um, but yes, thank you for being part of the first proper podcast. Thank you, for, thank you for having us. I That's hope we were okay. a good pilot yeah. episode. I'm sure. Um, and again, follow me on social media. Okay. Okay. Thank you. We will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Redbrick recap. People Papers Podcasts.